is Candy Cosplay, and you're listening to We Got the Geek. When you botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man, we started getting some visitors. From every universe. I'm sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. <laughs> Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. All right, everybody, it's Jay Stu. I'm super excited. It's the second time this year I've recorded but it's for a good cause, because once again, we are finally back at The Hunters to uh, record our uh, top ten movies of 2021. Live and in studio. That's right. <laughs> so it is very good to see you both. Oh, it's excellent to see you guys. So yeah. we're here with Hunter and Kristen and my lovely wife, Sarah. Hi. Uh, Hunter and I have a list. Sarah and Kristen will, will chime in, I guess. Add color color. They're just like the commentary track. Is yeah, I was gonna say like just call me like the color guy, but I don't even uh, know that much color. So. Uh, so I was thinking about this. We've been doing this a long time. We have been even doing back this to a the old time. show. Like, There's only been one year you and I didn't have the same number one movie. You're right. And it was I. I listened back. It was 2015. I had picked Force Awakens, and you picked The Martian. Yes. And it was what was real funny is last year there was barely anything out, and Hunter and I both chose the same Andy Samberg movie. That was a good one. movie. No, I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I like. I never would have thought in a million years that would have been your top pick though, which was pretty yeah. amazing. Well, and we were talking about this before the show that there were a lot of movies that came out this year because yeah. I think there were so many projects that were like delayed from 2020. Yep, and people were trying to like hold stuff back so they could get it back like out to the theaters when people were able to so there was just a shit ton of movies like yeah. my list of movies that I didn't get to see that I had like earmarked as like oh I should probably watch this yeah. was very large yeah, I had a few I didn't get to. We actually made it to the movies a couple times this year, too, which was pretty yeah, cool. that was weird. Yeah, definitely weird, yeah. So weird, like, sitting in a theater and just being like... Mm-hmm. It was like other people are around, and you're like, oh, yeah. I forgot how much I hated you. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gone to the movies this year. Just, did it, no, we, no, I did, haven't gone to the movies. You've gone once or twice. I have not gone this year. The last one I went and saw was Spider-Man in the theater. But it was really cool. I thought that was, like, when... That was in December. That was mid-December. There's my ADHD concept of time again. (laughs) But I know the one movie we're gonna we're gonna be seeing for sure in theater this year is gonna be the new Jurassic World. Oh, of course. Yeah, I gotta see dinosaurs. That looks cool. Even Laurel's excited for it. Oh, nice. She's been watching the all the historic (laughs) ones from previous to catch up. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean when we went, they were still doing the spacing. So we didn't have anybody on either side of us. And I'm like, yeah. And when we had gone, it was just right after they had stopped doing snacks. Yeah. Oh, she's like, damn it. What's the point of even going? It's like, <laughs> why, 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 why? But it was great because when we couldn't go in to see movies, we'd go to Landmark and order popcorn and take home. That's cool. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's like, you mean we can like just come in? 
get popcorn and take it home with us? Yeah. Okay. Yay. Oh, yeah. That was pretty decent. <laughs> that was pretty decent. Fantastic. So, do you want yeah. to lead us off? What's your I can lead us off. I know I we were talking earlier before the show that um, there's you think there's a lot of stuff we agreed on. I bet you there's I not. Think, I think uh, my guess is before we've even said anything, I bet you half of the movies on our lists we have each seen. That is my guess. Probably. That, that half of our lists we've each seen, which means okay. that they'll be, and I can't guarantee they'll all be in the same spot, but right. I think there's probably like five movies on my list that you haven't seen, and yeah. which means that there's got to be five movies on your list that probably. I don't have online. But yeah, I'll kick us off, and I know Sarah's seen this one, so she can chime in if she wants. I'll try to chime. <laughs> chime away, my friend. <laughs> um, I I chose Black Widow. Okay. Um, decent enough movie. Should have come out a few years ago. Like sure. Right near Civil War. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the movie. I think I unfortunately suffered a little from being like that uh, Disney Plus kind of release. So yeah. Sort of fell by the wayside. I I've seen a couple people like try and put like the MCU movies into like a viewing order. Yeah, and there's been debate of like where to put Black Widow because of its end credits. That's right. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Put it before Infinity War with that post credit scene where everybody's like, "What do you mean she's dead now?" And then they have to watch the yeah. next two movies and figure out how that happened. Because there's that plant of, like, oh, Hawkeye killed her. And you have to be like, what? We're that's going a- into Infinity War and Hawkeye's going to kill Black Widow? Like, I think that's a great that's spot. That's great, actually. So, uh, Only thing I was let down by, the Taskmaster kind of disappointed yeah, me. Uh, we'll see if uh, the character comes back or if they do something different with it. But, yeah, yeah I, unfortunately, it was one of those... Um, I think it had the same problem as, like, the ghost character from Ant-Man and the Wasp, where we just want this cool action character that we can sort of put on posters and in the trailers and have do the fight scenes, but they're not really the big bad of the movie, so they're just going to be disappointing. Yeah. But yeah, overall, it was good. I enjoyed... um, Oh God! What's his name? As uh, Red Guardian, he was uh, good. I thought uh, he did a great job. I I like Yelena. It was cool. Yelena, I mean, yeah. was the breakout character of that, yeah. and she just sort of parlayed that into amazing scenes in Hawkeye. That's right. Yeah. So, any thoughts yeah. on Hawkeye, honey, or on Black Widow? I mean, <laughs> I have more thoughts on Hawkeye. <laughs> I like Black Widow. It was, it was all right. I actually watched that one Sigh. twice. That's why it's number 10. Like, yeah. Sigh. I mean, it was... There were good moments in it, and I liked, I liked the actor um, that played Red Guardian. Yeah. Because he was in Stranger Things. David Harbour. 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 That's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. See New Hellboy. It was a movie I saw. <laughs> <laughs> we got at least one. There we go. All right. <laughs> And we're going to five minutes of choked laughter. Oh, and then, uh, I would watch a whole review show of you just doing that. Just that's, really that's it. That's her review. Is whether or not I've seen the movie on this list. I have no opinion. I'm just going to oh, let people shit. know if I see it. That would be a really poor review. I would, it would love it, though. I would Sorry, love dude. it. I didn't see it. 
All right, sir. Uh, what was your number ten? <laughs> uh, my number ten is going to be a tie, just because they were both sort of kids' movies. But um, Night Books and Ron's Gone Wrong. Okay. So Night Books is was a Netflix movie starring. Um, oh, God, <laughs> I'm going to get this name wrong, and I knew it before this recording. Uh, she played Jessica Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Kristen Ritter. Ritter. Kristen Ritter. Ritter, yeah. So, uh, it is um, oh, like a kids horror sort of mashup of Hansel and Gretel meets 101 Arabian Nights. Oh, neat. So, the movie is like this uh, kid has been uh, lured in by a witch, and she's gonna basically eat him. And he's like, no, 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 like, I'm really good at telling scary stories. And she's like, cool, you're going to tell me a scary story every night, and the first night that you don't do it well, I'm going to eat you. And so, uh, it's a neat story, and they they sort of throw in, like, Hansel and Gretel-ish kind of... Uh, lore in there, and there was actually a pretty cool twist at the end, oh, so cool. I enjoyed that. Ron's Gone Wrong was an animated movie about um, a, a world where, like, everybody has these, like, little robot companions as, like, almost, like, evolved smartphones. They're, like, your buddy in a box. Yeah. And this kid gets a defective one, because his, his dad is, like, poor, and so he, like, buys a dinged-up one out of the back of a van, and this thing is just, like, malfunctioning. Like, it it only knows words that start with the letter A in the alphabet. And, like, but it's, it's sort of this idea of, like, um, it's sort of a look at, like, who what your friends are supposed to be, and there's this overarching sort of a mentality of like, oh, this is the buddy in the box because it knows everything about you and it loves all the things you love. And as the movie goes on, it's the kid like learns that no, a friend is like somebody like you just have cool experiences with. They don't have to like everything you do. And it's also a, a, like a nice commentary on uh, like sort of social media. That's cool. Kind of thing. So yeah, it does sound cool. Zach Galifianakis plays the robot. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay, I like him. Nice. All right. Uh, so at number nine, I chose a uh, Netflix movie, Ooh. which you should watch sometime. It's very enjoyable. Okay. Uh, Red Notice. <clears throat> oh, which one was this one? Uh, Ryan Reynolds and The Rock and Gal Gadot. Oh, that was on my list of ones that yeah. I wanted to see. Really cool. It's it's like a heist meets Indiana Jones type movie and there's okay. some cool twists in it and some some nice jokes from Ryan Reynolds. Just Ryan Reynolds is oh, Ryan yeah. Reynolds. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Pretty much. Ryan yeah. Reynolds, not Ryan Reynolds. The Rock is some kind of archaeologist, but also an ex-Navy SEAL uh, because he's always an ex-Navy SEAL. Pretty much, Or yeah. an ex-Marine or an ex, <laughs> like, something to explain the fact of why our nerdy scientist is also fucking jacked. Like a redwood tree? Yeah, like. pretty much. You spot on, actually. I'm trying to think of, like, the number of movies that The Rock has... And he's a, a man. Like, I love him in a bunch of movies. Me he too. didn't make my Me list. Too. But he was hilarious in Jungle Cruise. I did enjoy that. I haven't I seen haven't that seen one yet. I have seen that one still. It, Jungle, it was very funny. It was my favorite scene in Jungle Cruise is just because they're doing, like, all the bad, like, uh, like puns mm-hmm. that the, the Disney ride is looking for. And just, <laughs> yeah. like, he's telling all these puns. And there's just a little, little girl. It's like, mommy, make him stop. Nobody can. All right, we're moving on. Like... <laughs> But I mean, like, so what? There was Rampage. 
There yeah. was yeah. like uh, the skyscraper one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I think it's hilarious every time they're like, yeah, the I Rex saw Rampage. I have yet to see it. What did you think? I liked it. But so Red Notice, so it's an Indiana Jones <laughs> heist yeah, movie? Yeah, um, uh, Ryan Reynolds is a criminal, and uh, he's off to steal some some uh, artifacts. Okay. And uh, basically the, the rock has to stop him. I liked it. Wow, why is the rock's other like stereotype part ruining the fun of other people? <laughs> First Vin Diesel, now Ryan Reynolds. And- I... Damn it. I don't know. I don't know. But Red Notice, I enjoyed it. Awesome. Uh, My number nine was Don't Look Up. Oh, what's that one? So Don't Look Up was a Netflix movie. It was the Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence. uh, It has, like, Meryl Streep and Jonah Hill. It is what if our current world had, like, it's a depressing Armageddon. Oh, okay. It's a scientist discovers that there is an asteroid headed to the Earth, and it's going to hit the Earth in like six months. Oh, wow. And a government that wants to cover it up because they don't want people to panic. And so nobody takes it seriously. (laughs) And you get this sort of really big political and social commentary on like, what happens when people just don't want to care about a thing and like... So the the title of Don't Look Up is like this is like the 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 president in this and their whole spin engine is just like there's no asteroid up there don't look up <laughs> and like yeah, you need to wear a bit so they get like they try and like they do like the the like the Fox News kind of show like the scientist goes on it and all they want to ask him about is like his clothes or they think he's like a cute scientist and like they don't take it seriously and Jennifer Lawrence is just chain smoking in the background like oh my god how are people not like super worried about this and it was funny but oh my god is it dark that sounds wow. cool. It's the I kind of thing that you would swear it's a story that someone's not telling us right now, the way the oh, world wow. is. Like, Ooh. I would not even put it past somebody to, like, <laughs> this be an actual thing. But, yeah, it's, it's like, it's, like, dark humor, but it, there's just some, some really good moments, and there is sort of heartfeltness at, at the, at the core of it, of, mm. like, yeah. So that sounds cool. I never even heard of that. Yeah, it did get nominated for an Academy Award, which oh, wow. I thought was surprising. I did not think it was going to, but hey, it had enough giant Academy Award nominated actors in it that yeah. you're like, oh, okay. But you said it's a Netflix movie? It is a Netflix movie, yeah. Wow. Uh, you've got, like, one of the characters is, like, this, like, Steve Jobs, Jeff Bezos, XP oh, okay. of, like. And pretty much funds the presidency. Like, her biggest donor. Like, one of the things is like, oh, um, we've got missiles that are ready to to try and blow up this asteroid. And then the, the, like, Steve Bezos here is like, well, actually, we've discovered that that asteroid is full of valuable minerals. So we're going to let it hit the Earth so that we can, like, harvest them. Like, (laughs) that's cool. Isn't the the asteroid big enough to, like... 
I mean, it's part of like a larger story where they're like, oh, we're going to try and break it up as it gets closer. But uh, they're like, oh, instead of trying to deflect it away, why don't we try and make it so we can mine it when we break it up and its pieces fall? Like, they're like, oh, it's going to fall on America and we can use this for electronics. And he basically convinces the government to like let him mine a space asteroid for, from uh, like, ore. Unobtainium. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that one out. I think it yeah. is hilarious. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll get to number eight. And now. A word from our sponsors. Sketchbook Comics and Games is a store that is something awesome for everyone. In addition to selling comics, board games, and action figures, there are tables for open gaming. Wednesday nights, Sketchbook features game night starting at 6 p.m. Friday through Sunday, Sketchbook is the place to be for Magic the Gathering. The store is located at 224 Glenridge Avenue, Unit 9 in St. Catharines. Come on down for all your geek and comic book needs. Don't have a good day. Have a great day. Everybody down on the ground! Hey, bud, you ever think that there's got to be more? More than what? The stuff we do day after day. Being shot at? Run over? Taken hostage? Everybody down on the ground! Today's gonna be different. Hi. God, this isn't you. You don't do this, man. This is scary. He's just resting. In pieces. That man is dead. He's so sleepy. All right. (laughs) Welcome back to our top 10 of 2021 here at the uh, Hunter's home. Already in the thick of it. Already. I'm starting to feel bad for not preparing a list because I'm slowly realizing I've watched more movies than I thought I did from 2021. Like I said, there were a lot of them. Yeah. Like, there was a couple that I knew you watched that I didn't watch of, like, the Marshalls versus the Machines because you watched that one with Laurel. Yeah. And um, you guys saw Raya and the Dragon. We did. And I didn't see that one. I so. I never I haven't seen that one or Encanto or like <laughs> or okay. in, is Encanto twenty isn't it twenty Encanto was twenty twenty one oh god okay there's another one <laughs> so I didn't really I mean I was going through a lot of shit uh, so I was like I am not Luca. in the movie mood Luca is also twenty twenty one yeah there was a bunch of like animated ones that had all come yeah. out and they were good I saw all those ones I've got <laughs> a seven year old what can I say yeah. Yeah, I remember when Hunter was like that age that yeah. I saw all the all the kid ones. I, I, there isn't a day that goes by that I don't curse some Encanto song stuck in my head because it's all Laura listens to. <laughs> all right, <clears throat> number eight. Number eight. So because I saw 8,000 Ryan Reynolds movies last year, there's another one on my list. Okay. Uh, Free Guy. Sure. Yep. Uh, really cool idea for a movie. I thought. I thought it was a great. I thought it was a great movie. It's it higher great. up on my list, so I mean, I'll have it. I'll have it much higher because I just. It was one of those movies that I was just laughing nonstop. Oh yeah. So yeah. I I appreciated that, and there was certain, there was just the fact that it was a movie that I could just be like, oh my god, this is just so ridiculous. Like seeing Channing Tatum as the uh, like the super players. Body, yeah, um, and then the. I mean, it has my my 
first favorite Chris Evans cameo of the year. He has a cameo in Don't Look Up. Oh wow! Um, but the 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 shield That's moment, right. he's like, like. I thought that was great. Yeah. Like, it was a good movie. I did enjoy that one a it lot. Was it good. was good. Yeah. yeah. We watched that together. It was too. an incredibly predictable ending, yeah. but it was very, it was adorable, it was heartfelt, and, and still really honest, even yeah. in its predictability. It so. Was, it was so, I just found it really funny. Like, so, so good. The same guys that wrote uh, Free Guy also wrote uh, Red Notice. Oh, okay. And then they just wrote, um,. Uh, what was it, the Adam Project? The one that was oh, so there? they're just writing nothing but Ryan Reynolds. They're doing they're doing Deadpool three too apparently. <laughs> so are they just are they're just parts of the script where it's like Ryan Reynolds says or Ryan Reynolds thing? <laughs> Probably. And they, just, yeah. like, they just have a loose outline. They don't have to write any dialogue. Yeah, just that, let them riff. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, what do you got at number eight? Uh, my number eight is another animated film, but right. uh, Batman: The Long Halloween. I've yet to see that one. It was done in two parts. They did it sort of two, I think it was like June and July of last year. And The Long Halloween was one of those comics that's sort of iconic for Batman. Yeah, oh yeah. But always had an art style that just put me off of really getting into it. Mm -hmm. And uh, they did a good job. Like, it was was done as two movies. I'm going to count it as one because it was like... But... um, they had a really good sort of consistent tone, and uh, it was like Jensen Ackles as Batman. Ooh. Um, she unfortunately passed away. Rivia, um, oh, Naya Rivera. Naya Rivera was uh, Catwoman yeah. in it, um, and uh, like Josh Dumal was I believe I think it was Harvey Dent but he's in there like oh, wow. it was a pretty good cast and they did a good job with the story like it was it was a well done yeah. version of of probably one of the more iconic Batman stories wow. I forgot that was a thing otherwise I would have watched right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah cool uh, number seven <clears throat> I, I've got a movie called Finch Finch. Uh, it's Tom. Oh. It's Tom Hanks in the future, right? And uh, there's a problem with the ozone layer. It's just been fried. Yeah, you told me about the movie and the whole premise and everything and the end and all that, and I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want to see it. Um, so it's, it's it's in the future. People are scavenging for food. Uh, he's dying. Oh. And uh, he has acquired a dog from a family that's been killed during scavenging. So he knows he's dying, and he needs someone to take care of this dog. So he builds a robot to take care of the dog after he's gone. The robot's highly intelligent. He trains him to take care of the dog and everything. It's really good. It's really sad. Bad. Yeah, oh. no, thank I you. don't yeah, want to like, watch this. I but it, sounds it, does. it sounds like the kind of thing that I'm going to watch when I have PMS and cry my eyes out and then never oh, want to think about it again. I went in the room and told you about it right after I was crying watching. I just don't want to watch Tom Hanks die. Like, I was just yeah. telling me about it. I was yeah. crying. I'm like, yeah. what? I think the writers went, okay, so how can we make people cry the most? <laughs> like, okay, so we have Tom Hanks. But at the end of the and movie. He's dying. And the dog and hates dog. the robot. <laughs> But oh. by, by the end of the movie, though, the dog and the robot are friends. So it's Marley and me if Owen Wilson was the person that died. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 
but trying to make a laugh out of this. It sounds uh, wholly depressing. It's really it sounds wonderful. It's really well done. I never want to watch it. It made me cry hard, but I liked it. Jesse, no. Cry um, hard with a vengeance. I mean, cry you know. it's a good day to cry it's hard. It's a good day to cry hard. <laughs> like I'm, I think I'm getting menopausal, so you know, for me, it's like I'll cry just because like my hormones are out of whack, just as if I were PMSing. I always cry about everything. I cried. Like ugly cried during Encanto, okay? Oh like, <laughs> so you don't don't worry about it. I cry during it. She has a dark history with a Colombian grandmother, so <laughs> it just hit very close to home. Yeah, that might have been an ugly cry for me during this movie too. Okay, but I like saw you ugly cry. So yes, it was an ugly right. cry moment for you. <laughs> Good lord! All right, what do you have for number seven? Uh, my number seven is Shang Chi. Okay, so I, I saw that one. I it was know. I. It was one that I waited on. Like it was just like again. I had no sort of connection to the character from yeah. the comics at all. And I was like, okay, I'll get to it when it hits Disney Plus kind yeah. of thing. Because at the time, like I was and that's going what we to did. Theaters, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll I'll just wait. Like I don't care. But it was well done. It was a good modern martial arts film. Like mm-hmm. martial arts film. Like it. It had those vibes of like a crouching tiger, hidden dragon, or like a like Jet Li and Hero. Yeah, you keep telling thing. me like, I should watch it because I have a love of those. But it it had a nice sort of story. I mm. was very worried going into it of one Aquafina usually grates on me, and mm. she was just sort of like she was nice there. Exactly. She was just yeah. res- she was just enough to. Be that comic relief character that they mm. insert into these movies without being overpowering. Yeah. And then at the same time, based on like trailers and stuff I had seen, I was really worried it was going to be another Marvel movie where the final fight is the hero fights an evil version of themselves. And they definitely turn that on its head with sort of like it starts that way and then just everything goes to hell almost literally yeah yeah i had no desire to see it after the trailers i think i remember writing to you going is it bad the third trailer came out and i just don't give a yeah, shit yeah <laughs> i mean and i was there with you it's like okay like i guess but yeah it was yeah but it was well done and yeah it was I really enjoyed good the the sort of story i enjoyed their look at um almost like the idea of, of immortality mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, like, what you do with that. And and who knew? The Eternals tried to do that, yeah. too, and I think they did a piss-poor job. Eternals will not show up on my list. Me though. neither. Spoilers for that right now. Yeah. That's a conversation for another day. But, yeah. like, I, I just felt like the, the dad character in Shang-Chi... They did a better look at like the sort of mm. torture that somebody that has that sort of longevity yeah. has to yeah. deal with. And who knew that we were going to see Trevor again? <laughs> that, was uh, a, that was actually a crazy. <laughs> that was like, a nice surprise. It was, but it was a nice like linking. It was a neat way of sort of linking it into the larger Marvel universe without mm. being oppressive or having it be part of like the epic story. It was just like. You know this takes place in the same universe. Yeah. We got like Wong and Abomination are hanging yep. out together, <laughs> and we're gonna bring in Trevor from Iron Man Three, and <laughs> so it was just 
more of a like, oh, this is cool that this is. We can point to this being in the same universe without it being like now. Oh, are you going to be the next Captain America? Like, I mean, yeah. And then you get the uh, you get Bruce Banner at the end of that. That's right, and, and Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. But the the neat idea of it being Bruce Banner as opposed to because the last time yeah. we saw him was a smart Hulk. Yeah. yeah. And then the studio went, no, that's too expensive. He's going to be appearing in the She Hulk series. You got to make him Mark Ruffalo again. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> Oh jeez, yeah. I, I I went in expecting not too much. I ended up liking it. Yeah. I I was never a big fan of that character. He'd show up once in a while in the Avengers. That's how I knew him. Yeah, I I had very little experience with him. I think they're <laughs> trying to make him a bigger thing again. Yeah. Uh, my guess is, if they if I had to guess going forward, uh, that they're gonna sort of quietly slide Iron Fist under the rug and have him take that role. Yeah, in, a, in almost like a new defenders slash heroes for hire. I can see that kind of role. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But they clearly want him to be in the Avengers. Yeah. Or they wouldn't have had him sort of touch base with Captain Marvel and, and Bruce. Like they definitely yeah. are going to have. He's going to be in whatever Avengers six is. Yeah. So. Cool. Uh. I might as well just keep the glasses handy as I can't see my list. Oh, honey. <laughs> All right, we're at number six? We are at number mm-hmm. six. Um, I just watched this a couple weeks ago, and uh, I wasn't expecting much from this one either. I kind of dug it. Uh, Matrix Revolutions. Oh, I had no desire to see this. So go on. Because um, I didn't see it, I was big into the Matrix movie once. Yeah. Yeah, what was real weird is I haven't seen any of the Matrix <laughs> movies the since they were one. new. Yeah, so back. Sure. Yeah. Um, I I I like Keanu Reeves though, so I wanted to check it out. And yeah, I mean Keanu Reeves is great. It just felt like, and they, and from what I understand, they also sort of hang a lampshade on this in the movie of like the idea of like we were gonna make this without you, so either you can be in it or yeah. you don't or you're not. There's lots of in jokes like that, in and the that's movie. and that's just like, I mean. One seems okay, but yeah. it just seemed like the entire movie was this giant, like, we're going to fucking cash in on this one way or yeah. another. Yeah. Like, they so. let him keep his John Wick hair and beard, which was cool. I bet you he was like, John Wick is more important to me <laughs> than this movie. I'm not cutting or shaving my hair. Like, you are getting me on the, on the four-week vacation between <laughs> making awesome John Wick movies. Like... <laughs> You get what you get. Keanu Reeves is showing up, okay? But it was cool. So, no, I'm glad. Like, I mean, like, yeah, The Matrix meant a lot to a lot of people. So, I mean, just to see it come back, sure. Yeah. Cool. That's all I got. All right. Uh, My number six, speaking of movies where we're going to drag an old IP up because we want to make sure we don't lose the rights to it. Um, my number six is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay. So, um, I'm a big Ghostbusters. Like, I, I, I enjoyed the the original movie. is probably one of the movies I watched the most as a kid because we had it on yeah. VHS, and it was just like, I don't know what I want to watch. I'm going to either stick in Ghostbusters or I'm going to stick in Ninja Turtles. Like, this is what I'm going to watch. One that of would these. be in Star Wars. I don't know what I'm going to watch. Star Wars. <laughs> um, yeah, was- so, 
like a sci-fi or it was Robin Hood with like Kevin Costner. Mm. Oh, okay, not Carrie Always. No, yes, I preferred no. I preferred Men in Tights personally. I love Men in Tights, but uh, for some reason I really don't we all. <laughs> 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 Uh, but yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I thought it was 75% of a good movie. Okay. Um, I enjoyed everything original that they did in that movie. Everything that they came up with that was sort of unique to that story or, mm-hmm. like, um, that wasn't a direct callback to the, pre- like, to the mm-hmm. first one, which... There was unfortunately a lot of there was, yeah. and it it crossed that threshold of like cool homage to being just too much. Like yeah. um, the fact that the villain of it is the villain of the first Ghostbusters movie again. Yeah. That was kind of disappointing to me. I think it, I I thought it would have been neat if they had been able to do something sort of more original Hmm. for it so because that's there now you're gonna sort of retread the whole um key master gatekeeper storyline and yeah just i mean you used paul rudd as the sigourney weaver character which i thought was (laughs) kind of funny um but yeah like a lot of the the new stuff that they were doing i enjoyed the car chase through town where they had like the the drone ghost trap and like Um, I loved the idea of like, oh, these earthquakes are being caused by like spectral energy coming up out of the core, and he's got sort of a uh, like a rigged Rube Goldberg machine to keep them down, and like the mystery almost at the beginning mm-hmm. of like uh, the ghost Egon sort of connecting with his granddaughter, yeah. and yeah, I love the granddaughter character. I love yeah. the podcast. I thought he was. Yeah. I thought he was funny. Like yeah, he was a cute. He was cute. Like he was just young Ned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I thought they were doing a really good job. I enjoyed the Paul Rudd sort of stuff up to when he just became like Rick Moranis slash yeah. Sigourney Weaver. Um, so there was a lot of neat stuff in it. I just felt they went a little too ham-fisted with the nostalgia stuff. Yeah. Um, but, like, I mean, it was cool seeing them all together. Like, they literally showed up for a day to get a paycheck. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was kind of neat. I mean, I just love Ernie Hudson. <laughs> just seeing Ernie Hudson just doing, like, we got the tools, we got the talent. Like, that's... <laughs> Now I'm pretty sure we both ugly cried when Egon showed up at the end. Yes. Yeah. That was really well done. It really was. They, I thought for a moment they had basically just cast his son and put him in makeup. Because it looked actually like, I mean, because it's as like a spectral ghost, so Mm -hmm. there's there's a certain amount of CG involved there anyway. But like, they did a really good job with it. So. Yeah, agreed. And just. I mean, that moment when, like, the rest of them, um, Bill Murray's character, like, Peter Bankman and all that, just kind of turned their heads to the left and see him standing there. It was like, yeah, I need more Kleenex, you know, kind of thing. It was really cool. I enjoyed the idea of, like, the the cool, like, the property is a giant ghost trap. Yeah, that That was cool. Like, the new ways that they were sort of using the old Ghostbusters technology... I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed, like, funny enough, like, they had really good character moments with Egon 
when he wasn't even technically on screen, when he's just yeah. like moving chess pieces around or yep. moving stuff in the in the lab, and mm-hmm. you're getting that. I enjoyed the dry, goofy humor of the granddaughter. Like yeah. I, I thought she was hilarious. Yeah, she was. she was. She was a lot like Egon. Yeah, and so you saw that in that like that dry wit in the... And I think the the sort of podcast was sort of meant to evoke the sort of jubilant energy of Ray. Yeah. So, but the actress that played the granddaughter, like, she's done so many things. She's basically played, like, if there's been a blonde character in a TV show or a movie, she's played the young version of that character. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice to see her getting, like, parts for herself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I like overall the movie was great. It just uh, and I can ignore the little like ham fisted yeah. sort of uh, nostalgia trips because I mean they made me smile in the moment, but you sort yeah. of think about it afterwards. You're yeah. like, okay, you wouldn't really need to do that. Like, and that was our first foray into the movie theaters in two years. That was my first movie. That was my first like actual going out to a movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. We'd been sitting on a, a movie pass for like a year and a half at that point. A multi pass? <laughs> uh, wrong year. I'm sorry. That's wrong right. movie. Wrong movie. Shame, shame. Yeah, because shame yeah, for we shame. Had that. Ding, ding. We got a Chris. We got a Christmas present, like in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, uh, we got a, a Cineplex gift card for my dad and stepmom. Yeah. And it's like, great, everything's closed. <laughs> Put it on the shelf. I hope this. I'm so glad they don't expire now. <laughs> yeah, you know. Don't let the dog get it because the yeah. dog. All right, let's take a quick break sure. and we'll do the top five. Three. Right. Stay tuned, loyal listeners. There's more. We got the geek still to come. You're listening to the Points of Interest Podcast Network. You can find us at poipodcast.com. For the love of pod. Somehow, a town with no fault lines is shaking on a daily basis. Maybe it's the apocalypse. Egon came out here for a reason. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? Um, we are back with our, <coughs> finally our top ten of twenty twenty one here in April. But we did one in June once, I think. We might have, yeah. I can believe it was that so one just late got, that like, super delayed. Yeah, I think so. so. I can't remember. Uh, so we're into the top five now. Yes. And Hunter, last year I made you a promise that I was going to watch Fast and the Furious. Did it make number five for you? No. Okay. Come on. <laughs> I uh, I got half. Thank you. I got half an hour into it and had Wait, to stop. And it I is. I went into our room and said, Sarah, I can't do this. It was bad. That was it. Like I watched it, but it was bad. It was like 
everything terrible about action movies these <laughs> yeah. days because like there's a certain suspension of disbelief that you have to make to go into an action movie yeah. and, like all oh, this person survived this but it was just every five seconds like oh cool ludicrous and fucking uh, Tyrese Gibson can fucking fly around in space Millennium Falcon style I didn't even get to that part oh god yeah no, they fucking hook, hook up like a station wagon with a life support system and oh, rocket into space to blow up a satellite and that's not the most crazy thing that happens in that movie really um but anyways okay so number five so you promised me you would see Fast 9. So you broke that promise. I did, yeah, I'm sorry. But in my defense, I didn't know what was going on. I <laughs> I, I saw the first Fast and the Furious. Sure. And now they're not driving fast. They're, like, going after government uh, documents. <laughs> sure. Um, they're not I will say the first Fast and the Furious is <laughs> point break with cars. They're like, yeah. Um, so, slow and, you know... Just mildly annoyed. Um, I think four and five were really well done. Like, they had sort of, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it got off the rails. They were just doing, like, random spin-off kind of things. And then yeah. they sort of brought back Paul Walker and Vin Diesel together. And they did a good job with four and five. And then just tri- Michael Bade it up. For like four more movies, so and there's another one coming. Fast Ten, your seatbelts. Is that what it's called? I have no idea. I hope. I hope so. I just like just lean into it. Um, the the stuff that I I find out from like the background of that, especially with the egos of the Rock and Vin Diesel, where they both had in their contracts, um, like the number of hits that they're there to take like because they both have like a tough guy image yeah so they're both supposed to get hit only a certain number of times (laughs) or like they're both contracted to like which one of them's contracted to win the fights and there's so much like drama yeah behind the scenes but okay but yeah, I, I yeah, I couldn't do you it. Tried, I tried. You, I tried. You did better than I thought you would. So. <laughs> and I, it turns out I only like Vin Diesel if he's saying I am Groot. Sure. <laughs> uh, but my number five was Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Okay. Cool. Right on. Yeah, we had him pretty close then. So yeah. it was good, just not like amazing. Unfortunately, I feel like that was a lot of the movies this year. Like there was not any yeah. of that like super stood out as the most amazing film of the year or most spectacular yeah. film of the year or most sensational film of the year. I know where he's later. going with that. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Shang Chi was good. Okay. What's your number five? Uh, my number five is Last Night in Soho. Okay. So this is a horror movie by uh, Edgar Wright. Okay. Starring oh, wow. Anna Taylor-Joy. Mm-hmm. So she's yeah. from Queen's Gambit. Uh, yeah. For anybody that uh, oh, yeah. recognizes New them. Mutants. New Mutants. Yeah, she was yeah. magic. She was like the only good character in, in New Mutants. <laughs> yeah, so good for pretty her. much, yeah. Um, this is about a young girl who sort of moves to New York City to pursue a fashion career. And she ends up renting an apartment uh, from uh, Diana Rigg. Oh, okay. And, like, her last appearance of a movie. Um, And she finds herself 
being pulled back in time to the 19 like 40s and 50s and stuff like that like the heyday of Soho oh um it was London and not New York it was London not New York I apologize um, How dare you? But she's she's sort of taking on she's she's inhabiting the body of this girl from from like the oh, the olden days of like uh, as this person tries to struggle to become a singer <laughs> and finds herself like stripping and prostituting wow. and uh, Matt Smith is her pimp. Oh geez. So oh, wow. Like. If, if you wanted to see the girl from Queen's Gambit get pimped out by the 11th Doctor. Um, but it's sort of this, this horror movie as this girl starts uh, being sort of pulled back in time and living this life, but she starts seeing the dark secrets and she starts getting haunted by um, these adult, like, these like, spirits of dead men mm. that are coming. And I'm not, oh, wow. I don't want to give anything away because it's actually quite a good movie. Um... But it was just like a really cool horror film. Like it was, it was filmed really well. Like it was an Edgar Wright movie, so yeah, it, was, it was really well done. I love Edgar Wright anyway. And like I'm yeah. a sucker for like time travel stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, my yeah, favorite wow. kind of movie. Yeah, if you get a chance, check that one out. I okay. definitely want to see that one. All right, now is the portion of the list where Hunter will make jokes. <laughs> So, at, As opposed to that other part of the list. That, get off my PlayStation, cat! Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> all right, so at number four, I have Justice League, the Snyder Cut. That got way higher than I thought it would. Yeah. I expected it down slumming around 9 or 10, but... <laughs> I mean, I was so excited for this movie when it came out. You remember me talking about it all the time. Constantly, now, incessantly. It definitely yeah, didn't need to be lot. four hours. No, no, it didn't! But... There's a lot of stuff that should have been in the original cut that didn't make it. Sure. Uh, I mean, I will say this. Is it a better movie than the other Justice League? Yes. Yes. Is it a good movie? No. <laughs> um, just because it's better doesn't make it good. Right. And unfortunately, as, as I've said this, it's that, it's that Jack Sparrow quote of, like, there's just going to be no living with them now. Of Like, all these people yeah. that fought so hard to get this movie made, and there's, like, you got what you wanted. Thank God we got to see the Joker talk about, like, wanting to blow Batman in the apocalypse. Oh, jeez. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, watching Joe Mangiello as uh, Slade... I guess was cool. Yeah. At the end there, but like, he looked a lot like Tom Clay, uh, or Clancy Brown. I thought it was Clancy <laughs> Brown at first, and I'm yeah. like, second. But no, that is not a good movie. Like, there were, sure, positive changes. Yeah. And they took out a bunch of quips. Um, I hate Ezra Miller and Ezra Miller's dumb face. I remember you saying I that. I yeah. hate how he runs. I. Yeah, this just—I felt bad for everybody involved in that, but that's all I'm gonna say. That's okay. My husband is hilarious when he really dislikes something. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I, this I is like, me it. Res- like this is me pulling punches. That's why it's funny. 
This is me a year removed from watching that movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember you talking to me about it back then, and you weren't happy oh about it. So. I could have written an essay on. Like I just you like, probably did. I've done. I have done that for movies before. There was definitely a movie that I knew a bunch of people loved, and I watched it. And afterwards, I wrote, like, an entire, like, three-page diatribe of why I thought it was a garbage movie, just so that when people told me how cool it was, I could be like, no, you're wrong, and this is why. In this, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Like, I have PowerPoint slides. Pulls the sheets of paper out. This! Yeah. So... And plus, um, Affleck's my favorite Batman too. Affleck was like he was he was fine as Batman. I I actually enjoyed Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Yeah. And if there's nothing else that that movie was, it was another movie that was a giant waste of J.K. Simmons' talents. That yeah. yeah. Uh, we we talked briefly about that during the break. If I forgot to mention like, that J.K. Simmons shows up for thirty seconds in Ghostbusters, um, <laughs> but. Like, I felt bad for J.K. Simmons and Jeremy Irons because they had absolutely nothing to do. Uh, anyways. Anyways, what was your number four? My number four is the complete opposite end of the spectrum of Justice League. All right. I'll say this. Um, I'll, I'll start this with a question. All right. Can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? Uh, yeah, was it the documentary? It was the documentary. I forgot I saw that. I liked it. Yeah, it is called, uh, specifically, I have to pull this up here, Street Gang, How We Got to Sesame Street. Yeah. Which is a documentary about the creation and life of Sesame Street and how it sort of came into, uh, like, the the cultural zeitgeist that it was and, like, where it started. And I am... Fascinated by it. I love Muppets. Yeah, and I, I wow. love that sort of world. And I mean, Kristen loves documentaries. Yeah, he's so like, he, hey, you want to watch a documentary on Sesame Street? I'm like, I'm in, bitches. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Um, and it was amazing. It was it was so cool Sesame to see. Was brought to you today by the number three and the letter B for bitch. <laughs> um, it was so neat to see this sort of behind the scenes footage. Yeah. Of Frank Oz and Jim Henson oh, with these yeah. characters yeah. and like just see and hearing from like the actors that were doing it, um, like things like the original Gordon who was like eventually fired for being like too vocal, too, bla- too black, I guess. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Wow. Um, but it's like seeing like how important it was for. Some of the characters like Luis and, and that, where they were just like, well, before I was just playing parts like random extra Mexican guy with yeah. and being told like, hey, lay on that accent. And this was I got yeah. to play a person. I happen to be of Mexican descent, but I was a person. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it was just a very good look at at that. Uh, show and all of the things that had to go right in just the key places. Like it reminds me of like the like the making of like Star Trek back in the '60s, where um, like um, Lucy 
uh, Lucia Arnaz, like, she was very adamant about helping get that on. And you don't realize, like, you, you're like, why the hell was Lucy getting Star Trek on? And, like, <laughs> you find out about all these people, like, working behind the scenes to get um, Sesame Street. So if you care at all yeah. about Sesame Street or anything Jim Henson mm-hmm. and want to get way more information than Is it on Netflix? Want. Um, I don't know. I can't we, remember where I saw it. We okay. watched a a an illegitimate copy <laughs> from when it was at one of the um um movie festivals. Oh, okay. come out like at one of the film That's festivals. That's probably how I saw. I think it was like Sundance or something. It had gone to in like late August or something, and we watched it then. And oh, I wow. think it was coming to Netflix. In like mid December or something, and we're like, yeah. "Oh, we watched this, right?" And it's like, "Yeah, okay." Hmm. But yeah, it was good. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's really I do good. Like documentary. Yeah, it was. It was really good. And I really enjoyed it. Especially as it gets to be one of the things that puts all the things we love together, including my love of documentaries. <laughs> all right, my number three was uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I can't blame you for that. Like I, like I said, it was a good movie. Yeah. So uh, it did a good job of honoring the sort of legacy of that mm-hmm. of that movie series. I yeah. would have loved a little like Rick Moranis cameo in there. They yeah. stuck a Sigourney Weaver cameo in there at the end, which I appreciated. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, they definitely left themselves a back door into. Uh, future sequels with Ernie Hudson buying the old fire. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So we'll see what they do with it if they continue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, my it? number three was Free Guy. Cool. It was just because it was just sort of, I was laughing the whole way through. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? If a movie can make me laugh this much, it deserves to be this high up on the list. So, I, yeah. I really enjoyed some of the shots where, like, they just leaned into their cheese. Like the shot, like the motorcycle shot breaking from the glass, like that yeah. was just so. Oh, we're leaning into the cheese shot, and I loved it so much. It reminded me of like Ready Player One. Oh yeah, but in a better way, where they could play with the nostalgia without it having to be direct references. Like yeah. you can still appreciate, like you know what they're trying to represent without them having to shove it in your face. Like, you yeah. know it's basically Grand Theft Auto yeah. mm-hmm. or Second Life or whatever without them having to be, like... And Taika Waititi was hilarious. In yeah. Oh, yeah. As, God, as a yeah. villain, like, when you can have, like, Taika Waititi with just a fireman's axe, like, just crazying <laughs> it up. And yeah. Like, that is, this is great. The second movie that Taika Waititi did with Ryan Reynolds... That's right. Because he did Green Lantern with him. I did not know that yeah. until afterward. <laughs> I'm was... like, you were the buddy? And... Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, everything about Green Lantern had walked out of my mouth. Yeah. Then, like, so did they. So, yeah. Good for Takeaway TV. <laughs> Want to take a quick break and then do our top two? Two and one. All right. 